What did Adam say to his wife during December? It's Christmas Eve. That's right, it's almost Christmas Eve. <laughs> what mode of transport did Mary use to get from Jerusalem to Bethlehem? No. No. The Bible just says that they travelled. But everybody assumes it was a donkey. And that's when you read the scriptures, you must never assume. How many angels spoke to the shepherds? One. One spoke. What song did the angels sing? No, they didn't sing. There's a trick. What animals were present at Jesus' birth? No, it doesn't actually say that there were any animals there. He was just in a stable. Okay. After God created the heavens and the earth and all therein, the devil disguised as a serpent tempted Adam and Eve and they sinned and they call this the fall, the fall of mankind. <clears throat> Excuse me. Ever since the fall of mankind in the Garden of Eden, there has been the need for the God-mankind relationship or the god slash mankind relationship to be renewed ever since that time. Compassion, love and the promise of better things to come for all mankind is a message we receive when we celebrate Christmas. Jesus was born to Mary and Joseph because God wanted to show that the gift of life comes with many expectations. One of which is to care for and about others in what is often a difficult and challenging world. I think it's important that we do care for one another, for our friends, for our relatives, our loved ones, um, for our brothers and sisters in Christ, that um, we should show a good level of care. After all, we are all in the same family. Turn to me to the book of Luke chapter 2. Please. And we'll read um, from verse 1. Luke 2. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinus the governor, was the governor of Syria. And everyone went down, uh, went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth to Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem to the town of David because he belonged to the house and line of David. 
He went there to register with Mary, who mm. was pledged to be married to him mm. and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flock at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah of the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angels, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those whom on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see the things that are happening which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was laying in the manger. When they'd seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what, had ha- or what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured up all the things all these things and pondered them in her heart. We learned about that last week with Pastor Ron, didn't we? The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they'd heard and seen, which were just as they'd been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus. The name the angel <coughs> pardon me, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. The night Jesus was born, angels announced his birth to the shepherds in the fields near Jerusalem. The wonderful news was that there is born to you this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. This familiar part of the Christmas story is far more significant, folks, than we normally imagine. Today Christians tend to Romanticise shepherds, seeing them as selfless individuals who are symbols of God's own care for his human flock. And we don't, don't realise, we do not realise that in the first century, shepherds were viewed more with suspicion and contempt. They generally considered to be thieves. Uh, in fact, they were not even allowed to testify in Jewish courts because their testimony could not be trusted. How appropriate then that the angel appeared to shepherds, first century sinners, with the good news that a saviour was born that very night, bringing the promise of hope and love to a fallen world. What wonderful news that was for them and for us, for like the shepherds, we too are in need of a saviour. Throughout the centuries, God has formed many covenants or promises with mankind through biblical patriarchs, people like Abraham, Moses, David, etc. 
And the main one being the covenant that God made with Moses uh, relating him to the Ten Commandments. It became apparent over time it became apparent over time that a new plan had to be introduced because this one only involved the Hebrew people. A plan that involved a different scale of hope and love. A plan that involved the whole world. I'm sure we all know the story of Mary and Joseph and how they travelled to Bethlehem and could not find a place uh, for Mary to give birth. In fact, the only place they could find was a stable. The shepherds, the guiding star, the wise men, the gifts, they all happened to be a part of that whole story. Yeah, mankind is left with a legacy of sin that was created by Adam and Eve. And God said that the punishment for sin, folks, is spiritual death. And spiritual death is hell. Ever since those days of long ago, mankind has been trying to get it right with God. And since Jesus came to earth and became the new covenant, it means that all people on the earth can now have the chance to receive forgiveness for the wrong instead of the punishment for the wrong. It's interesting, isn't it? Even though we do wrong, we make mistakes. Jesus is good to forgive us for that. And yet, usually when we do wrong, by the world standards at least, we receive some sort of punishment. Speed, get a fine, you know. Do drugs, go to jail. Um, This is the message, really, of love and hope, to be offered forgiveness for those things that we do wrong. It doesn't mean that we can keep doing those things, but it means that we're forgiven. And we must learn from our mistakes and move on, live a better life. And this is where Christ comes into the picture. Because of Jesus oh, because Jesus Mary was conceived, wasn't she, by the Holy Spirit. She wasn't conceived by Joseph. So Jesus biological father was God. It's interesting, isn't it? His biological father was God. That means he had the blood flowing through his veins was different. Not entirely human blood. When our children are conceived, the blood is made up from the mum and the dad. Yeah? But in this case, Jesus' blood is made up from God and his mum, Mary. He had special blood flowing through his veins, part human and part godly. His blood still functioned as anyone's blood would, carrying oxygen, you know, and nutrients all around the body. But his blood had another special quality. His blood was able to take all the sin of the world when his blood was shed on the cross and atone for that sin through his death and resurrection. And all we have to do is accept the facts. We've got it easy. 
in that respect. All we have to do is accept the facts. It's not about religion or it's not even about peace. It's not even about having a good time in church. It's about giving up. It's not even about giving up sport and it's not even about giving up recreation, folks. It's about accepting Christ and his teaching and realising the true difference, folks, between heaven and hell. And at the end of the day, we all know where we want to be going, don't we? That's a godsend, (laughs) to coin a phrase. So, Mary gave birth to Jesus. Now, I'm talking here of the human skeletal frame. It was God who placed into that human skeletal frame Christ. So we have the coming together of two in one. Jesus from Mary and Christ from God. Do you get it? His Christian name and his surname, Jesus Christ. Jesus from Mary, the human part of him, Christ from God, the spiritual part of him. So, the result is Jesus Christ. But what does Christmas mean? What does Christmas mean? I don't know of anyone who celebrates Buddhamus or um, mental blank. <laughs> anyway, we, I don't know anyone who, who celebrates Buddha Mass. No, no, I'm thinking of the uh, Muslim God. Muhammad Mass. I don't know anybody who celebrates those things or of any wooden or stone god in the sense of once a year. But we celebrate Christmas not because of tinsel and trees and gifts, but because Jesus is our key to getting into heaven. If you're a Buddhist and you have not been good enough, you are on the wheel of reincarnation and you will come back and have another crack at life. And if you're still not good enough, you'll go back on the wheel and you'll come out again and you'll keep having cracks at life until you are good enough to get to heaven. That's why you'll see in India sometimes people sweeping the streets because they don't want to step on an ant because it might be Uncle Bob come back. Okay. But what does Christmas mean to us as believers in Christ? He descended that we might ascend. He became poor that we might become rich. He was born that we might be born again. He became a servant that we might become children. He had no home 
that we might have a home in heaven. He was hungry, that we might be fed. He was thirsty, that we might be satisfied. He was stripped, that we might be clothed. He was forsaken, that we might be forsaken. He was sad, sorry, he was forsaken, that we might not be forsaken. He was sad, that we might become glad. He was bound, that we might go free. He was made sin that we might be made righteous. He died that we might live. He came down that we might be caught up. And those all come from John, Corinthians, James, um, Philippians, Matthew, um, Corinthians, Thessalonians. There are scriptures for all of those. But <clears throat> this is the end of our story today. But our lives go on and we must cope with whatever tomorrow brings. This message of hope and of love is one that can be reinforced by others. Life is tough. And sometimes lonely and sometimes we need people to talk to and sometimes we need to receive a message of love and hope. Just flick the news on any night and you'll not hear too many messages of love and hope. Jesus is here for you, folks. He's interested in touching the real issues of your life and helping you with hope and to love and to make you into a better and a stronger person. Folks, this is only the beginning of a possible new life for each of us. To me, this is what Christmas is all about. Being thankful to God for the greatest gift that mankind could receive. Folks, the gift of salvation, the gift of hope and love. Yes, it's nice to receive uh, gifts, and it's also very, very nice to be able to give gifts. I love to see the Christian, sorry, I love to see the Christmas decos. Have you been around town at night time and checked out the lights? Do it before Christmas. Good on you, Sam. That's James. James! <laughs> You're Samuel, and I'm Pop. But you don't get mixed up, do you? Alrighty, check out the Christmas lights, folks. So I love to see the Christmas decorations, receive the cards and join in with the spirit and the fun of Christmas. I, I even dress up at work and put on a Christmas tie and all the staff put on their Chrissy T-shirts and hats and things and get into it. I think it's great. But I'm also thankful for Jesus. Yes. So this Christmas, don't just consider the baby Jesus, but also consider that he came to seek and save the lost and to offer hope and love to a fallen world. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you again, Lord, for all that you've done and all that you're doing in our lives. We pray, Lord, that 
even as we celebrate Christmas this year, remember the birth of our Saviour, that his biological dad was God and his biological mum was Mary. We thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for that, that his blood has special qualities and he lived his life and then at around age 30 went into full-time ministry. We thank you for the life of Jesus. Even though his death is sad to reflect upon, we are also happy that through that the law was fulfilled, the sin was atoned for, and we now, if we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour, we will be spared the deserved punishment and we will reign with him forever and ever. We pray your blessing upon us all. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Helen. Thanks for listening to a Wattle City Church podcast. If you download the Anchor podcast app and type Wattle City Church into the search engine, you can listen to more and great podcasts from Wattle City Church. Thanks.